Hey, this is Ez from Space Goat, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hi, there I am. I'm I'm audible. <laughs> awesome. I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Rena. <laughs> hi, Rena. Hi, Bruce. How are you going? Good. Yourself? Good, good. A little bit tired. It's 1 a.m. here. So. Where are you at? You're in Australia? <laughs> yeah, yep. Wow. One, you stayed up all just for this? Just for this. Yep. <laughs> On a school night and everything. Wow. <laughs> What's it like down there in uh, Australia? Is it coming back to normal? Uh, no, nah, it's pretty fucked, actually. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, we've just come out of a lockdown, um, but we're in and out of lockdown all the time at the moment. Uh, vaccine, like the vaccine protocols are all up to shit. And yeah, so we're we're a bit behind everyone now. We were, re- we were ahead of the game, um, you know, when everything sort of kicked off and now we're kind of behind. So yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit challenging. All right. Well, thank you for staying up and putting up with us. We can just jump right in if you want. I'll just ask the first one, Rita, and then we can take it from there. For those not familiar with Space Goat, can you give us the two-sentence boardroom pitch? Sure. Uh, So we are an alt-metal band from from Australia. Um, We've been together for three years, I think. Um, and we have just released our, um, well, we're about to release our second, uh, EP. So yeah, that's, that's us. <laughs> awesome. Want to jump in, Rina? You want me to take it away? Yeah, you go ahead. It's nice to meet you though. <laughs> Likewise. So the new single, Miasma has been out for just a little bit of time now. What's been the reaction to it so far? It's been pretty good. Yeah, real good. Um, more so than, uh, we expected, I think, um, uh, what to put it um i guess in a statistic kind of way uh our last release the the most popular song off that release uh only just hit a thousand streams on spotify uh and that's been out for two years uh miasma has been out for four weeks and it's just surpassed that so oh, really um yeah yep so i mean it's probably a minuscule amount of streams in uh the scheme of you know what some bands do but for us that's a real win so we're happy with that that's awesome yeah yeah and you should never sort of compare yours you know like it's like the ball games are completely different and and it's good to just sort of be happy with the parameters that fit whoever's band it is and and just be happy with no, conquer yourself that's that's the point pretty much so- pretty much and that that's sort of where we where we like to like keep it as well like we will just try and better ourselves we don't want to we don't want to be up against anyone else or you know anything like that it's all just about um making the songs bigger and better for us each time um we take on a new project basically what's it like yeah, it's not- sorry rena go ahead yeah, so the, the stuff sounded really good, I have to say. It, it's really good stuff, and, and your vocals are really nice. You have a really nice tone of voice, and it fits the music perfectly. And um, so apparently you're singing about um, anxiety and and your uh, imposter syndrome. Can you go a little bit deeper on that? Yeah, that's right. Um, 
yeah, so this with with all the songs off this release um, and in this this song in particular, um, I wanted to be more transparent with my uh, lyrics um, than I have been in the past, which is a scary thing, <laughs> um, you know, not hiding behind, um, you know, metaphors and that sort of thing. Um, and I do suffer from anxiety and I guess um, it's a pretty normal thing for creative people to feel the imposter syndrome kind of jam as well. Um, and it was just uh, to be to be honest uh, was what i picked as the strongest song that we've released um from the cp but when we took it into the studio and it sort of started to come to life um it was our producer who said yeah uh this is your single um and Are you getting your book? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, um, you know, it is putting yourself out there and um, exposing what I guess could be your flaws. But to me as well, um, being so honest about those sorts of things is also. Are you still there? I'm still here, but oh, okay. since this time, for sharing that, I don't feel alone. You know, it's a it's a really cool feeling. I've never had that before, so it made um, being vulnerable um, worth worth it, worth worth the scariness. Was it how scary was it though? I mean, was it terrifying to put out that stuff out there? Yeah, and in fact, there were some lyric changes at the start um, because some of it was too um, obvious or too. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, pertained to specific um, events and people. So we just right. dialed that back a little bit. Um, and um, and the the breakdown, I guess you call it the breakdown section. Um, I actually wrote those lyrics when I was mid having a panic attack at the time. And I was sitting in bed and I thought I'm going to I'm going to grab my pen and paper and I'm just going to write down all these negative thoughts that are spewing into my brain right now. I'm going to do something with this. I'm not going to let this one like overtake me. So I sat there and I just spewed it all out. And it, but that's basically what became that um, bridge section of the song where I'm kind of writing myself with all the things that are like, I'm useless at this. I'm not good at that. You know, why haven't you done this? Um, which I think like, to be honest, everyone has to have those sorts of thoughts come and go from time to time, I think. So I think that's why people have found, yeah, found that song really relatable. It's, um, it's, been, it's been received really well. That's great. We talk a lot about mental health on this show with a lot of musicians. And um, we're, all, we're always discussing you know, how cathartic music is. Did you find that as well? Uh, hundred percent we called the ep catharsis <laughs> for that exact reason um <laughs> right i know it's probably not the most inventive um title but it, that's exactly what it was so <laughs> do you um do you find yourself getting emails and letters from people saying hey you connected with me and you changed my perspective or it's great to see somebody you know in the same boat um yeah definitely it's only a new thing since this song has come about. 
Um, and it's really quite humbling actually to have people reach out and and it feels like the song isn't just ours anymore, you know, like um, it's become the property of other people who have emotionally connected with it as we relate to the content, which is really cool. Yeah. If I may go back to the anxiety, panic attack um, subjects, which are very familiar to me, also a co-sufferer of those amazing mm. things. So do you have any sort of like concrete tips or, or ways that you, if, if you feel like a panic attack coming, what do you do? Um, yeah. Can't write a time. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I just lost you a little bit. No worries. I, I was just making a joke saying that you can't really write a song every time, right? <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no, that's right. Um, well, you know, I do, um, I do feel it now. I'm, I'm medicated for it. It's not like, you know, it doesn't affect my everyday world. I just take some anti-anxiety every morning. Um, that's been a big help, you know, going to the doctor and actually getting like, actually talking about that and saying, okay, let's think it's not, a sh I think a lot of people put a shameful stigma around the need to have um, medication. And, and I get that it's not right for everybody. And then right. some meds can sort of muck with your, you know, your perception of <laughs> the real world as well um, and make things difficult in that way. But for me, it's really helpful, um, you know, and, uh, changes in my life in terms of uh, the people around me, I think that's a massive part of being able to control uh, letting those things run away with you because that's essentially what anxiety is, is it's like getting caught up in your own head and um, not being able to uh, dial it back. <laughs> um, and if you've got the wrong people around you, then it just becomes a disaster. So, um, yeah, just being, I've been a lot more selective um, in recent years about got around me and um, that's that's helped a lot. And those people are super supportive, like my band for one. I, a lot of things changed for me for the positive when I joined this band um, and, you know, it's sort of moved forward since then. So um, it is just, I guess, just the times when I have felt like, okay, it's coming on and I'm not, um, this is not going to be good and it's maybe not going to be one that I can fully, uh, can, you know, control my way out of, I just remove myself, um, you know, where at all possible, remove yourself and just sit in a quiet space for a little bit. Let it, let it come and let it go and, um, and try and carry on that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Just ride the wave, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty I mean, much. What else, what else can you do really? Right. Yeah, look, I don't think there's a super hard and fast way to um, to combat it, and everyone's going to have their own um, their own techniques. I think you know um, mindfulness and meditation and all that stuff's really good too. Um, and just sometimes just not fighting it, sometimes just letting it um, let it run its course. Um, you know, uh, insomnia is another one that comes with it for me, yes. and I've 
<laughs> and I'm just like, now when it happens, I was like, I'll just stay up until I'm tired. <laughs> Eventually I will have to sleep. <laughs> right. So, That's yeah. how, they, how they say that you should do it. That you, you're just going to make it worse by lying in bed awake. And getting frustrated. So, yeah. That there's not yeah. like a super quick fix to those. I was just reading an article where they've done like studies that for, for these like really quick fixes that are not meds that is not like a horse tranquilizer that you eat <laughs> to feel better. Yeah. You can you can apparently snap yourself out of it by like sinking your head into freezing cold water, for instance. Like really, really putting your whole head in there and it'll just shock your body out of the panic reaction into something, you know, that it just shifts your what is it? Um, parasympathetic, parasympathetic, yeah. can't say it in English. Yeah, that it just like reboots that and sort of puts you in, in like a square one mode, basically. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because your body is going into that fight or flight uh, response. And yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, so let's do that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to stick our heads in cold water. Just. Yeah, just have a bucket of ice water just on hand. <laughs> so I've got one more. Yeah, I've got one more along these lines and we'll get back to Space Goat. Sorry, we're just we're pretty passionate yeah. about this whole mental health conversation. And we talk about it all the time. But why do you yeah, think thanks. why do you think creative people are more apt or more prone to these sorts of bouts of anxiety and insomnia? Or do you think it's. Well, I, mean, I guess the question is, why do you think that is? Because I think there's a yeah. an outstanding number of people in the community that suffer from the same problem. Uh, yeah, I I do agree with you. I, I don't know if it's maybe just because creative people are a little bit more, they allow themselves to be a bit more sensitive to, to the world around them um, and tend to be, um, I guess they just they tend, tend to be a, a bit more in... It, Oh, what I, I don't even know how I'm trying to explain it. Right. Um, yeah, like their headspace is slightly different. They're thinking, they're taking things in differently. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think more sensitive people tend to be more people pleasers as well. And I find it's people that are um, people pleasing or worried about their image and stuff like that um, that tend to be more anxious. Mm-hmm. And I guess cre- creative people are putting themselves you know, whether it's, um, yeah, and whether it's like music or it's visual arts or it's poetry or, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's all, it's um, not, it can be a struggle to to have people to, uh, on board with it, you know. Right. Like it's, a, it's hard to be recognised for your work when, you know, in music the market's so saturated, you know, um, you do have to face criticisms because not everyone's going to like what you're putting right. out there. Um, so I guess it comes down to all sorts of things like that. Okay. That's not to say that non-creative people aren't subjective. No, 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 I know. But I think there is a, well, but I think there's some sort of correlation between creatives, whether I, it be musicians or artists or as well. Yeah, I think there's some sort of connection. Anyway, let's go back to Space Goat. What do you guys have planned? So if you're not able to get out and play shows, are you doing any sort of live streams or do you have shows planned? Yeah. So we, we just did a single launch for Miasma and we were so lucky because we got in a couple of days before 
a new lockdown kicked in. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a sellout, which was amazing because we hadn't been on stage in over 12 months. It was probably closer to 18 months, actually. What was that like? Um, oh, it was so good. It was like being yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like we are essentially a live band. Like that's where we flourish the most. Um, we're mostly all extroverts um, and we just love getting on stage. And, right. and so that was that was so good. Um, and yeah, that people hadn't people hadn't seen us for a while. We had a new song, so it all was very buzzy. It was a yeah, it was a great feeling. Was it nervous? Uh, Were you nervous at all, or more so than normal because it's been so long? Um, probably just the normal amount of nerves, which I think I think nerves, nervousness, and excitement is the same emotion (laughs) and it just depends on where you direct it sometimes I think so yeah um yeah definitely like it's just the the normal pre-show jitters but once you get up there and start going it's um it's just like riding a bike yeah it all rolls on from there so yeah (laughs) (laughs) um we had uh we had a show that was supposed to play last weekend um a lockdown was announced I think the day before and that so we couldn't go ahead with that. So, yeah, and there's um, one coming up uh, 26th of August, which we're just keeping our fingers crossed that we might roll back out. Like it's so, it's stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. It's yeah. very frustrating. So, yeah. That's what I, here it's been wide open and I've actually been able to go to a couple shows and I don't know how long it's going to last. I think we're on route to the same thing as you guys are, but right now everything's yeah. wide open. Um, I think too, because it's quite seasonal and like we're in winter at the moment. So oh, that definitely yeah. doesn't help. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, are you guys going to do the the route that most people are taking, like the new model, and do singles every so often or every month or six weeks? Or are you going to do a full EP release? We will do the full EP release. We've got another single coming out on the 2nd of September. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do the two singles and then release the rest of the EP uh, in October. So we kind of just like drip feeding it a little bit um, just because of, you know, with the way the, the year is probably going to pan out and getting to the studio was hard for us too because um, we had, uh, we're in regional, a regional area and so the city was, um, cut off from regional, uh, so we couldn't get right. to the city to get to get into the studio. So we that got put back a couple of times last year as well. So um, we want to kind of bleed this one out a little bit so that we're not in this position where we can't get into the studio to sure. record more stuff. Um, but hopefully that'll be happening again soon as well. Like it's. All- I think there's a new model too, though, right? For the music business, it's sort of reinvented itself. People. And I think it was going that way before the pandemic, but this sort of gave it the swift kick in the ass where everybody's doing, you know, a single and a single just to yeah. stay relevant and in the, does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, we actually did a, a, a conference call with a band coach um, prior to the pandemic. And she was basically uh, pushing us in that direction for just do singles as well. So yeah, you're right. It, I definitely think it was heading that way before. Yeah. Um, I'm pandemic. old school. I'm really old school. So I want the, you know, the whole physical thing and sit down and listen to it. But I know people like my son, they just want the one single and get, get it on their iPods and go. 
Yeah, well, I'm also old school and I would, <laughs> I do, I, I really get bugged when I discover a new band and I'm, I dig the, the shit out of their stuff and I go search for them and they've literally got one thing on Spotify and I'm like, yeah. but I want more. Like, give me something else. Like, is this all you are? Like, because, I mean, you know, some bands, and I think we're one of those bands uh, where the songs don't don't all necessarily fit into the same pocket. So just because you like one song, the next one on the EP right. might not be your cup of tea. It's, it's kind of fun to discover that, you know, so... Um, I definitely, definitely prefer to to release, you know, an EP. We're not we're not an album. Album is probably out of our reach at this point in time, and I don't think it. Like we're still an up and coming band, so to me, that's probably not um, a worthwhile venture yet. Hopefully, we'll get to that point. But um, the EPs are working well for us at the moment. Like the last one um, was. You know, we we did quite well with it, considering we had no idea what we were doing. We right. had no release, no release strategy. Uh, we were just like kids, just wanting to like, look at my new thing, and we just chucked it into the world and hoped it nice. did okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it did okay. But so I'm hoping that yeah, we'll um, we'll have even better success this time because we've kind of got our shit together a little bit more, and we are in touch with people who know what's going on and and can help us out. So. Huh? Rita, yeah. anything? Uh, I'm not. It's hard for me to now say anything because I had to ditch you guys it's, for a it's moment. It's all good. Life happens. <laughs> Life happens. I, I had a dog here for a few days called Leipa. It was Brad Cheese was that dog's name, and the owner just came to get him. They were no. a little late. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was the most beautiful thing. Like the, this Romanian rescue that had like Corgi and, and Jack Russell Terrier, which is basically all ears, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I work at an animal shelter as my, at my day job. So we see all those sorts of things. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. That's a very Bruce cool job. Bruce just adopted a, yeah. a dog called Loki because uh, they just lost a family member. Yeah. Before, like, well, a family member. Gotta- so... God, that's so cool. I really appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I just rescued. I've been a big rescue guy for for 20 years or something, but um, this is my third, fourth rescue Dane. Great Dane. Oh, cool. This one's tiny. Usually we get them. They're like, I don't know, a year, two, three years old. But this one was five months. He was found in a dumpster. But he's awesome. Oh, yeah, Danes are great dogs. My favorite. So chill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like they're they're huge. Who puts a dog in a dumpster? People. Yeah, people suck. Yeah, uh, the things I've seen that (laughs) I imagine that's a whole whole other podcast, (laughs) right? Right. Do you do you think that like you know your job helps your anxiety or makes it worse or does it you know come and go and depends on the day and the situation? Yeah, it definitely depends on on the situation. I think um, I used to. So I'm a vet. I'm a veterinary nurse at the the shelter where I'm working now. I worked in general practice veterinary clinics for 16 years before that. Um, so that was that was a hard gig. Like you would think the shelter work would be harder because obviously you see neglect cases and they're homeless and all that sort of thing. But it's actually it is less hard because we've got control of the animals once they're in our care we can 
determine what happens with them and the outcomes are largely very good so it's quite rewarding That's whereas good. in general practice vet you're just battling with dickheads all of the time like people yes. that don't make the right yeah just don't want to make they don't want to spend the money on the animal or they yeah it's just like i said that's a rabbit hole i won't go down <laughs> it, yeah veterinary medicine is um is a yeah it's a tough gig well that's all yeah that's all i had i, I know we were all over the place today sorry that's kind of where we end up we just kind of we have a little yeah. bit of a sketch usually and then we just go with it so hopefully that wasn't too bad yeah, no, I'm. Um, I will talk for hours, and I'll just go <laughs> off on tangents everywhere. So, yeah, you need to rope me in. <laughs> no, at some point we did talk about Space Goat for a little bit, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, by the way, I'm in a band. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if people so, want to find you, if people want to find yeah. you online, uh, can you drop your socials for us? Yep. So we're Space Goat Band on Twitter. Um, with space.goat.band on Facebook. Um, you can find us on Bandcamp. Um, we've got uh, official website is just um, spacegoatband.com. Um, those are the main main areas, I reckon. Right. But if you just find find us on one of them, we've got a link tree, and link tree is the magic thing that just links you to everything. So Absolutely. Yeah, you'll find us all over the place there. Rina, you got anything else? No, just kudos on what you do musically and what you do for money yes. and, and all the best for the band and going to repeat how much I loved your vocals. So keep doing a good Thank job. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for having me on. Hope it was worth seeing up to 134. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> be, be well. Be well. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.